Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this, I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter, that's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Welcome to Brain Stuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, Brain Stuff, it's Christian Sager. After President Trump referred to Kim Jong un as Rocket Man during a speech at the United Nations, the North Korean Supreme Leader issued a statement referring to Trump as a, quote, mentally deranged U.S. Dotard. According to reports, North Korea's communications team has been known to actually use out-of-date English-Korean dictionaries for translation. So maybe there's something to the 45th American president's claims that he has the best words. Regardless, if nothing else comes out of this latest incident, at least the word dotard is having a moment. Here's what it means, as well as a few more insulting terms that have gone the way of the dodo, but that we're hoping at some point will enjoy their own renaissance. So Kim Jong-un called Donald Trump a dotard. What is that exactly? The term goes back to the 1300s and means someone who's in his or her 
dotage, which according to the Merriam-Webster dictionary is, quote, a state or period of senile decay marked by decline of mental poise and alertness. In recent years, dotard has primarily shown up in writing about the arts. Have you ever met someone who sticks to their ways despite being shown better or more correct approaches? Perhaps you've got that relative who just prefers not to use smartphone shortcuts or hotkey combinations on their laptop. Congrats. You are related to a mumpsimus. Merriam-Webster suggests that the etymology of mumpsimus goes back to an illiterate priest who mistakenly used the term in place of the Latin word sumpsimus, which means we have taken. He did this during a mass ritual, but refused to correct himself even after the error was pointed out. Now, everyone's got that pedantic friend who only interrupts or chimes in to correct another person. You may call them nitpicky know-it-alls who live to contradict with an irritating, well, technically, or just plain old mansplainers. But why not call them a snout band? That is the forgotten old English insult, and that's what it means snout band. The medlar, however, is a type of hard-skin fruit with a gaping open apex, and the only time it's soft enough to eat is when it's on the verge of going bad, so it was often associated with rottenness and showed up in insulting references to prostitution, genitals, and rear ends. In post-Renaissance England, medlars were often called open arses due to their appearance, making for plenty of wordplay and insult potential in poems and plays. Shakespeare in particular enjoyed the medlar, using the word as a pun on meddler in Timon of Athens and for some of Mercutio's teasing of Romeo in Romeo and Juliet. Jokes about medlars appeared even earlier than that, though, popping up in Chaucer's Canterbury Tales in the late 14th century. But what do you call someone who, shrewd and cunning as they may be, seems to be motivated by no principles whatsoever, especially if that someone is in politics? Well, snollygoster is the term you're looking for, popularized in the 1890s by the Georgia politician Colonel H.J.W. Ham. The term goes back at least a half decade more than that. An 1895 Ohio newspaper defined it thusly, quote, a snollygoster is a fellow who wants office regardless of party platform or principles and who, whenever he wins, gets there by the sheer amount of monumental tocnifical assumancy. Whew. Snollygoster disappeared for much of the 20th century, but enjoyed a brief resurgence during President Harry S. Truman's 1952 re-election campaign when he used the term in reference to other candidates. And here's our last one. You want to insult someone's cooking? Call that plate in front of you a slumgullion. The word's gone through some changes over its lifespan, but today it means an unappetizing or cheaply made stew. In 1851's Moby Dick, Herman Melville used the phrase slobgolian to refer to the waste from processing whale carcasses, and the word slumgullion shows up that same decade in miner's diaries describing a slurry leftover from mining gold. In 1872, when Mark 
Twain used the word in his semi-autobiographical book, Roughing It, he was using it to refer to a disgusting beverage, and within two decades, it was used to refer to muddy-looking stews. Today's episode was written by Christopher Hasiotis, produced by Tristan McNeil, and for more on this and other topics, please visit us at HowStuffWorks.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.